and welcome to the 43rd episode of The Morning Rage. I'm your host, Jen Prentice. And I'm your co-host, Lauren O'Keefe. And this is not your mom's morning show. It's a space where we pop off about all things culture, society, and politics in order to help you unpack your beliefs, feel more confident in sharing your voice, and today we share what we loved, looked at, listened to, learned, and left in September. I'm leaving September like people are leaving the state of California. Lauren, fast and not looking back. This was not my best month. (laughs) I honestly can't imagine this was anyone's best month. Right? I think anytime we start a new literal season and Mm. also like figurative season of life, it just feels like we've fully transitioned out of summer. And what is even COVID? (laughs) We're just doing all the things again. No one knows. No one knows. Yeah, I learned a lot this month, and I'm going to share a lot of that in this pod. So (laughs) buckle up, Ragerettes. You're in for a slightly depressing, yet mostly optimistic Elle's episode. Well, hopefully everyone can relate, but we're going to still keep some of the light and fun things about the Elle's in here. So you might get some new shows to watch, things to listen to, and I'm happy to be here with you. So that's, that's a start, right? Yeah, we're in a different studio today. We really are. I hope you guys can't tell. We're sorry about the audio, but I think we're doing a good job, Jen. Yes, we are in my great room that has 25-foot ceilings, (laughs) but we've set up a lovely little vignette at my indoor bar that has a real Delilah vibe to it. It's got like some nice low lighting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, love someone tonight. (laughs) Speaking of love. Speaking of love, should we get into it? What did you love this month, Jen? Okay, I've decided that since many of the things on my list this month are a bit heavier, I'm going to give everyone a quick fun thing at the end of each L. Great. So what I loved this month was loving on and being loved by people. This month was hard and it was heavy for me, but it was also hard and heavy for a lot of my friends. And I had so many opportunities to love on and listen to my friends who needed me. And honestly, my friends, including you, Lauren, had a lot of opportunities to love on and listen to me. And while I feel a little insecure about letting people love on and listen to me when I'm in a really bad place. Like, it's hard for me to let people know when I'm really not doing well. I'm good with moderate vulnerability, Mm -hmm. but this month a lot of my friends gave me a soft place to land whenever I was feeling really upset and I felt really loved, and I loved that. I love that for you. That's really important. And it's truly in those times where you actually do let other people love on you that you realize like how important friendship and connection are. Yes, and that was a big takeaway mm-hmm. from this month. So I also loved my New Day tennies from Target. Ooh. They are $30. Love this. They're white with a little bit of black on the sole of the shoe and leopard print on the upper heel, which is pretty much how I would describe myself. (laughs) Sexy, yeah. (laughs) Black in the sole and leopard on the tongue. (laughs) I will link to these shoes in the show notes because they are so comfy and cheap and everyone needs a pair. That's so great. Okay. All right, Lauren, what did you love this month? What I loved from September actually is not far off from yours, Jen, but I have to preface it by saying that it requires me to take back what I loved from the month of July, which is not easy for me to do, 
Or at the very least, I just have to caveat it maybe. So if you recall from our July L's episode, I confessed my love for pickup and delivery services like the Target drive up, Instacart, and I guess I found out that it really is possible to have too much of a good thing <laughs> because I realized this month that I was Instacarting and Target drive upping myself subtly into isolation. Ooh, reality bites. <laughs> so I work from home like most of the week. And though it's super helpful to have someone deliver my groceries to my door so I can have an extra hour to send more emails, I have realized that not seeing anyone during my day is soul crushing and it's turning me into the shell of a human being. I don't disagree with anything you've just said. Go on. (laughs) So what I really needed and loved in the month of September was connection, like intentional connection with close friends, but also just the human connection that happens when we go out to the grocery store, run our own errands, just get out into the world. And yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but the more I am alone, the harder it is to break out of that isolation. It's like you get island fever a little bit because you're trapped on your own little island. And then when you do see people, you're like, ah, well, what is, how do I talk? What do I do? The first time that I went to a social gathering with people who I had not seen in a very long Mm. time, I left that thinking, oh my gosh, I don't even think I formed two full sentences. (laughs) These people probably think I can't talk anymore. I don't know how to do this anymore. (laughs) I didn't get the vid, but I lost my ability to communicate. Well, I was reading Free of Me by Sharon Hottie Miller, and it's a great book. Jen, you recommended it to me, and I'm so glad I read it. And she mentions an article that she found called The Lethality of Loneliness. She included an excerpt in the book that says, long-lasting loneliness not only makes you sick, it can kill you. Emotional isolation is ranked as high a risk factor for mortality as smoking. And it continues to talk about all of the actual like diseases and ailments and things that are linked to loneliness. I know it's sad, but it's really important that we understand how bad it is for us not to connect with other human beings, whether close friends, whether just out in the world, like your barista or the lady at Target, anyone. Speaking of the lady at Target. Yes. You did not even know that this was going to make the perfect transition to what I looked at this month. You were also at Target? (laughs) I sure was. (laughs) This is going to seem a little weird, but I'm going to land the plane on this. The thing that I looked at that I loved this month was the face of a single mom named Bree who was standing outside of Target on the corner holding a cardboard sign and asking for money, food, or a job. Mm. And I asked her how I could help her and how I could pray for her. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking a lot about the poor and marginalized this month in general, like the people that we overlook because it's not convenient for us to pay attention to them. Earlier this month, I was at a training at my church on a Saturday morning, and my church has a food pantry that they run on Saturday mornings. And I walked into the church, you know, carrying my Yeti mug and my coffee and my scone, And there was a long line of people outside the church and a lot of families with young kids. And I just kind of got smacked with this thought that 
I am getting so many things wrong when it comes to how I spend my money and the things that I'm focusing on. And then I went right back to spending my money the way that I wanted to the rest of the month. And yesterday, as I was leaving Target and I saw Bree standing on that street corner, like I just felt like God was saying, you need to listen. You're getting this wrong and something needs to change. So I returned a whole bunch of stuff to Target and I returned some sunglasses that I had purchased that I didn't really need. And I literally was like, okay, God, please like forgive me of the ways that I've prioritized my own wardrobe and my house and the things that I can possess that make me look cute or like I have it all together. And I just kind of asked him to show me how to like really see the people in need around me and to meet those needs if I can. And when I saw Brie on the street corner, she was wearing sunglasses and I went to talk to her and give her, I got her a Whole Foods gift card because she told me that the thing that her sons, she has three boys and the thing that her three boys needed most was snacks. And so Mm. I thought, well, Whole Foods is right across the street. That's better than Target snacks. No offense, Mm -hmm. Target. Um, So I got her a Whole Foods gift card. And when I took her the gift card, when I brought it to her, she took her sunglasses off. Mm. And it's one thing to see homelessness or poverty from afar, to walk by people as they're waiting in line at a food pantry or drive by someone holding a sign on the street. And it's easy for us to look the other way. I do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I'm super guilty of it. And it's another thing to see a woman face-to-face who is a mother just like me, who is a woman just like us, Mm -hmm. and talk with her and have her say, thank you for stopping and listening because no one ever does. And sometimes they even make fun of me. And like that changed my heart. I hope it changed it permanently. But I think that Mm -hmm. gets back to what you were just saying. Like we do not understand how much we need connection. Yes, and it's built into us. It is built into mm-hmm. us. And whether it's that deeper connection of being like really vulnerable with our close friends, whether it's getting out of the house and connecting with the world and the people around us at the grocery store, or whether it's because I don't know this woman's past. I don't mm-hmm. know what she's going through, or what she's feeling, but like, I'm sure she doesn't have a lot of close friends mm-hmm. and a lot of people talking to her. Like yeah. we need connection. We do. That's really important. Look at how we just so smoothly <laughs> talked about three things in this Elle's episode. Oh, we're just moving right along. We really are. So what was one of your fun things you looked at then? Oh, you guys, you're welcome for this. My fun thing that I looked at is comedian Bo Burnham's music video for a song that he wrote called White Woman's Instagram. <laughs> just Google Bo Burnham. We'll link to it in the show notes too. Bo Burnham, White Woman's Instagram. You're all welcome and white female ragerettes, you will likely feel seen and attacked at the same time. (laughs) That's great. I think we could all use that sometimes. (laughs) What did you look at this month? Okay, a couple things. First, I watched the Lula Rich documentary. I'm halfway through and I'm dying to talk about it. Okay, so if you guys haven't seen this, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a four-part series that documents the rise and fall of LuLaRoe, which is, as you know, maybe from the leggings, the buttery, soft leggings with holes in them that make up this MLM that has been having some trouble as of recent years. Wait, you forgot to say the buttery, soft leggings that have some holes in them (laughs) that also have rainbows or kittens or... Yellow butterflies or hot dogs, yes. (laughs) Very bizarre patterns, all the things. So I think we all know of LuLaRoe, and they rose 
to such a crazy success rate from the get-go. They started in 2012. The documentary actually interviews the husband and wife duo, Mark and Dan, who founded the company. All of their family members, like all of their children, worked for them. 18 of them. There's like 18 Lugaroe children. There's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some stepchildren that are married to each other. Did you see that part? No. (laughs) They just glazed over it like really quickly. I'm only on episode two. Oh, well, you'll have to stay tuned. So I just thought it was really fascinating. I think it's really fascinating to see a company that was so successful so quickly and all of the things that happened in the process. They actually interview some of the folks that were LuLaRoe retailers like really high up and also some that are still there like still doing it and being like oh yeah I'm gonna do this as long as they'll let me kind of thing so it was interesting you got a lot of different perspectives and you can kind of take away from all of it what you will the thing that was so interesting to me is when we're talking about this idea of connection right belonging community a lot of these multi-level marketing companies are going after women just like us that are maybe middle class, maybe have like one job, could fit in another one, maybe aren't working but want to, maybe, you know, want to have a community of people around them that they get to engage with and create and have their own business. And it's it's kind of preying on these women, which I don't love. And I know there is good that can come out of that because it does build these levels of community and you can make the best out of anything, right? There's good and bad to all of these things. I think I just don't like that these companies are more so preying on this specific type of person. And for some, it does really well. And for others, they get buried by it. And that's really what you see in this documentary. And it's pretty fascinating. I can't wait to finish it. I also think when you're talking about community and preying on specifically women's needs for community, yes. I sometimes think that the women who run their little MLM business prey on our need for community <laughs> because they're like, hey girl, want to come over? You've all been asked for coffee by someone and you're like, oh, you don't want to hang out and talk? You want me to buy something? <laughs> trying to get me to join your pyramid scheme? <laughs> Or, hey, come over and watch The Bachelor. We'll do a mini facial while you're there. <laughs> I know exactly what that means. You've been getting me. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, some of the stuff works, and then you're like, oh, man. <laughs> and you're sucked in, and you're, you're st- asking yourself, should I sell this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying it every month. Should I also sell it? I know. It's just something to watch and see the kind of internal workings of something that rose so quickly and fell at kind of the same staggering pace. It's interesting. I'm just waiting for that Rodan and Fields documentary. And this is coming from someone who is a loyal (laughs) Rodan and Fields customer. (laughs) I think she's actually selling it to us all right now. Jen, is that what's happening? Oh my gosh. No, guys, I'm going to go blind in five years from using Lash Boost. Don't worry. (laughs) But right now, my eyelashes sure do look good. good. They look good. I do have to mention one other thing I saw just because it resonated so much with me after our episode we did last week on social media and the dangers of it all. But I was watching the Emmys, which was actually really fun. I didn't see it and I'm kind of disappointed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you FOMO. It was actually really good. I was like, I don't know the Emmys, but I've watched so much TV this last year that I'm like, 
I'm actually pretty invested in this because I know all these shows. It's true. This would have been the year for me to watch the Emmys. I know. So I was watching the Emmys. I was very much enjoying it. There was somebody who won. She's an actor, writer, producer, and director. Her name's Michaela Cole. She won her first Emmy for writing the HBO series, I May Destroy You. Her acceptance speech was so amazing. Actually, I wrote it down like while she was talking. I rewound it and wrote down what she said because it was so great. And then a few days later, I actually saw people posting about it because it really resonated with people. So this is what she said. Write the tale that scares you, that makes you feel uncertain, that isn't comfortable. I dare you. In a world that entices us to browse through the lives of others, to help us better determine how we feel about ourselves, and to in turn feel the need to be constantly visible, for visibility these days seems to somehow equate to success. Do not be afraid to disappear from it, from us for a while, and see what comes to you in the silence. Wow. I would let you mic drop that Yeti if it weren't (laughs) such a valuable tool to us on this podcast. Isn't that amazing? That is really good. And after what we talked about in last week's episode, I was just like, oh my gosh, this aspect of visibility. We joke about it like, if you're not on Instagram, do you even exist? It's not funny. It actually is how the society we live in operates. And it's sad and scary. And I can't say as someone who took a two-week break from social media this month that I didn't have some of those weird feelings of like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen whenever I go back on? Is anyone even going to know me? (laughs) Yes, dummy. It's like when people feel the need to tell everyone that they're taking a social media break as if we would have all noticed that you were gone. You know what I mean? See, I didn't tell you when I took the break. I'm telling you now so that you'll remember me. (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) Okay, speaking of the Emmys, I'm about to call an audible on my original item of what I listened to. I was, of course, going to talk about Annie F. Downs. Uh, yes, yes. But yes. We all knew that you listened to Annie F. Downs this month. Guys, do yourself a favor. Listen to her interview with Mike Todd on Crazy Faith and watch Mike Todd's Crazy Faith sermon series from a few years ago. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. But here's what I want to talk about now because you brought up the Emmys. Gosh, Tell me. This is all live, you guys. This is <laughs> happening in real time. Anything is possible. <laughs> Did you see Lil Dicky perform at the Emmys? Jen, you know I don't know who Lil Dicky is. <laughs> Look, I did not know. <laughs> Why do you say it like I absolutely should know who this person is? Because you are so much cooler than me. No, and... <laughs> you're the one that knows who everybody is. I know no one. Look, I did not know about Little Dicky until Friday. Is it Little Dicky or Lil Dicky? <laughs> I believe it's Lil, but I'm a 37-year-old white woman, you and I said Little. little. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I bought you a little dicky for Christmas last year. (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) And it is not what all of you think. Get your minds out of the gutter. (laughs) It's a sweater with no arms. It's a turtleneck sweater with no arms. It's basically a bib. (laughs) It was such a cozy bib. (laughs) Please tell me little dicky was wearing a little dicky during his performance. I don't know. I didn't see his performance. Okay. Little dicky is a Jewish rapper. Okay who wrote and I believe stars in the FX series Dave. Have you heard of this show? No. Look, guys, I just found out about all this on Friday. Okay. (laughs) He is a very intelligent Jewish man who writes about his experience as a Jewish man who had a problem with his little dicky whenever he was born. No way. 
I kid you not. <laughs> I know. There's, where do we even go from here? <laughs> is this because of the brisk or no? Does this have anything to do with the brisk? Is there a rabbi that we need to find and confront? Is that what you're telling me? No. He was born. Oh, it was a God-given. It was, it was a God-given. A, okay. a God-given issue. Okay, I see. He was born with a condition where his urethra and... This is way too much information. <laughs> Anyways, well, what were you listening to that you heard about this? I wasn't. I was having <laughs> lunch with a friend. My friend Katie, who I think listens to this podcast. So Katie, if you're listening, see what you've done. <laughs> but this guy has collaborated with Snoop. Okay. He has collaborated with a number of other actual very successful rappers. Okay. I just didn't know about him. He's like flying under the radar. Okay. Well, see, at least now we can look something up. I mean, don't Google this, but like... Yeah, don't. Uh-uh. No. Don't <laughs> Google Spotify. it. Spotify. If you're going to Google it, the specific search terms would be Lil Dicky Rapper. <laughs> Gosh, that's definitely not... Oh, no. That's not what you would... Google. Guys. Guys, just for the record, don't Google that. Okay. Jen, did you have anything else you listened to this month? On a serious note, the other thing that you should listen to that I listened to this month, it will only take you 15 minutes. You can Google it. It won't come up with any weird images. (laughs) It's Emily P. Freeman's The Next Right Thing podcast. She has an episode called The Soul Minimalist's Guide to Autumn. And she asks really thoughtful questions that we should all be asking ourselves right now to set priorities as we go into this new season and end the year. I love that. That's great. What about you? What did you listen to? Okay, I listened to, I had kind of set this up last month because they were teasing it to us, but Casey Musgraves' new album came out called Starcrossed. I love it, Jen. I really, really love it. It's like moody, but it's still got like all of the things that we love about some of her past records, especially same trailer, different park. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So it's got kind of that vibe. She's writing with some of the same team from that. It's good. It's good, you guys. I like that it's not angsty. It's about her divorce that she had gone through and it's not angsty. It's not like putting blame on someone. It's like just speaking honestly about kind of like the raw emotions of going through that from start to finish and she does it in such a good way and it's also just really lovely to listen to so highly recommend and also I got to go to a live concert which I was like almost not gonna go to just because it was was like on a Wednesday and like there's just like lots going on and one of our friends went with me I'm so glad we went. Just seeing live music, I mean, it's outside, under the stars, hearing live music, watching people do what they're so talented at, I completely forgot about all of my problems for at least two hours. Like, what a gift. I would have loved that this month. (laughs) That is a gift. Just two hours, right? You'd pay anything for two hours to forget all of the things that you've been worried about of the problems in the world. We all need that little break. So I just want to say to everybody out there that is like, I don't know if I'm ready to go to a concert yet. I'm not sure about like seeing live music, all of these things. Obviously do what you're comfortable with. There's lots of really great outdoor venues. A lot of them are requiring like vaccination cards or negative COVID tests. I'm just here to tell you, go to the live concert. Do it safely, but go to the concert. It's so lovely. I agree. I've been to two. Oh, just the best. Outside, safely. Mm-hmm. Just the best. 
Is it time for me to talk about what I learned in September? I think it is, Jen. Let's hear it. What did you learn this month? It was really hard for me to narrow this down because <laughs> I learned a lot. And you're still learning? Yeah. <laughs> I think what I learned is that I'll always be learning. Uh, yeah. I actually do think that was one takeaway from this month was that sometimes we think that we are over an issue or that we've arrived in some way or we're not going to have to deal with that again. And sometimes that's true. But sometimes old issues come bubbling up. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I will say that I definitely learned this month is that our greatest accomplishments are rarely public and great public accomplishments usually require years of private cultivation and growth. And sometimes God asks us to step back from something in order to prepare us for another thing. And sometimes he asks us to walk away from something in order to spare us from it. And sometimes we may never know this side of heaven why we needed to leave or turn away or do something different. But I think he sees our faith in following him Mm. whenever we listen and leave the thing and turn away and spend that time in solitude. I mean, I know we just talked a lot about community, but I also think that there is something to be said for getting away, you know, like uh, Michaela Cole said, Mm -hmm. like not necessarily solitude from other people that we're close to, Mm -hmm. but get away from the noise of the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And sit with God for a little while and see what he's saying and where he leads. And I'm realizing that God truly does know my heart. And if we are obedient to what he's calling us to do, then honestly, the outcome is on him. And I have tried really hard to make the outcome happen Mm, mm -hmm. that I want. Yes. And that's just not working. So yeah, big accomplishments are always the result of years of growth and cultivation. But most of our biggest accomplishments will never profit us a dime or be seen or applauded by millions, thousands, or maybe even hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning to dig in a little deeper to my family, my friends, and my local community and live where my feet are planted and say no to things that I previously would have said yes to because I think that they'll get me a little further ahead on something that really doesn't matter in the first place. Mm. What'd you learn this month? I'm going to take us back to Target. I love... (laughs) We're coming back to community. We're coming back to Target. We are. Go on. This is a full circle episode. So I was at Target returning something, and for whatever reason, the thing I was returning was pulling up in their system and like giving it a glitch. And the poor gal that was helping me was so worried that like I was going to be upset that it was taking so long, and I had to give her my card like four times. She just felt awful. I could see it all over her face, how stressed she was. And I was, of course, in a hurry. I mean, everybody is. Like we're all late for something. But I just couldn't help but feel this overwhelming need to like ease the stress of this person helping me. Because obviously, this is not life's biggest problem. (laughs) This is not my biggest problem. That I'm stuck at the return counter for 20 minutes because this thing isn't working. It's not her fault that it's not working. It's no one's fault. It's just like one of those things. And I could tell that she's had experiences in the return customer service department where people probably get upset and they probably get a little testy and it's understandable, but it was honestly so simple. It took 
very little energy on my side to just smile and tell her it was totally fine and not to worry. And I could just see her face lighten up and eventually it worked and everything was fine. Well, two days later, I was running late for an appointment across town. I was freaking out. I got caught in road construction and then I was behind this huge truck and I knew I was going to be late. I started panicking. I was telling myself (laughs) all the things we say to ourselves like, I'm always late and, you know, you can't do anything right. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. I never say these things to myself. It's like all the negative things that you should never say to yourself. So I get to the appointment and the person that worked there was so utterly kind to me. She was not worried that I was 15 minutes late. She smiled at me. She told me it wasn't a problem without even a hint of annoyance or frustration. And it changed everything for me. It changed my entire day. This was like in the morning. My whole day could have been wrecked because I was so angry at myself that I didn't leave, you know, 30 minutes earlier and all of these things. And it was just from this one woman giving me grace. We cannot forget how meaningful grace is in our daily lives for ourselves, for others. If something doesn't happen the way you wanted it to, if someone doesn't text you back, if you can't do it all. You never know what someone else may be going through and how your ounce of grace may make all the difference. And I just learned that through a few of these scenarios of me being able to give that grace and someone giving it to me. When we think that we can make no difference in our small goings about of the day, it's so not true. I definitely experienced it and I know that I need to be more aware of where I can give grace to myself and to the people that I run into throughout my day and to friends that are going through who knows what. And most of the times if someone doesn't text me back, it's not because of me. It's because they're probably going through something and I should actually probably check on them. That's a good one. I never really think of it that way when someone doesn't text me back. But yet when I don't text people back, I'm like, well, they'll understand. It's true. I'm a horrible person. No, it's true. I mean, we take people not texting us back very personally because it's like we all are on our phones. We know everybody has their phone. They could text us back. But realistically, you just never know what someone's going through. If they're really stressed, if they are in a really depressed state, if they're really happy and they're celebrating something, like we don't know what's going on and we can't assume it's because of us and it's about us and let our insecurities sink in. If we just gave grace then we would probably be surprised at what that did for the other person. The way that people react to you is generally not about you. It's true. <laughs> it's generally about something else that's but happened to them. we all take it personally. That, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a good reminder. Thanks yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. That was great. Okay, so now it's time to leave things in September. I always like this one. I want to light a match and burn it all down. <laughs> okay. All right. What are you going to leave in September? Well, I already told you that I had to leave some flawed thinking around the way that I spend my money. I mean, if you've known me for any length of time, you know that this is an ongoing thing for me. (laughs) But if how we spend our time and our money shows us what's important to us, then I also realized that a lot of my priorities are out of whack. And so I left some things. I left social media for a few weeks. I stopped doing my office hours podcast that was targeted at my 20-somethings as much as I love podcasting, first of all, and I love my 20-somethings, I realized that I don't have time to do two podcasts. I am invested in doing this podcast with you and in our little community that we're growing. And I can also love my 20-somethings while I teach them Mm -hmm. in the classroom at Cal Poly, which started this week. I am letting go of sending a weekly newsletter 
for right now. And I said no to a few work commitments and committees that people asked me to be on because I can't do all the things. And my little Enneagram 3 brain tells me that I can and I should be doing all the things. And every so often, I have to learn this lesson of, no, you got to leave some stuff. You got to let it go. So this was that month for me. I'm sorry, Jen. I'm honestly very proud of you because I know how hard all of that is. The thing is, is that you're good at all of it and you can do all of it, but not sustainably over time, right? That's true for a lot of us. Yes. It's like, even if we think we can do that right now, sustainably, you know, we just need a little more margin. And I realized that I was trying to fit summer Jen, who had more Uh time, into fall Jen's schedule. Yeah. And so fall Jen said, leave it. (laughs) And I did. But thank you. I appreciate it because... The other thing that I have thought is, yeah, I can do all these things, but at what cost Mm, to my mental health and to my family? Yep. There's a sacrifice. There's Mm -hmm. always a sacrifice. What about you? What are you leaving? So this is also going to circle back to what I was talking about before with the convenience of technology and all of these things. I am leaving the need for comfort at all times. Do you feel like we navigate our entire lives just to avoid discomfort? Absolutely. (laughs) Isn't that wild to think about? Like how we spend our time, how we spend our money, what we think about, what we worry about. It's also we can be as humanly comfortable at all times. Yes. And as people, as humans on this planet, as Christians, we are never promised comfort. Everything is tending towards entropy. You also should be, as a Christian, worried if you've reached a level of comfort because we are meant to be uncomfortable. Like, We grow in discomfort. That's how we change and have success. And I mean, you can't move forward in anything without some discomfort. And we work so hard constantly to be as comfortable as possible. And I was talking to someone the other day about like our generation and generations younger than us and technology in this age of consumerism And if we're even capable of being uncomfortable, like for example, the younger generation can't talk on the phone because it's uncomfortable. So they send text messages. Like I said earlier, you don't want to deal with going to the grocery store and people. So you Instacart your food. You want food delivered to you so you don't have to put pants on. You door dash it. I'm sorry. That's a real (laughs) thing. I should be able to order my dinner without pants on. Go on. I'll I'll take issue with you there. Did you know they even ask you now when you request an Uber whether or not you'd like to converse with your driver? I did, but I can't remember the last time I've taken an Uber. (laughs) Like, if you don't want to talk to your Uber driver, instead of just even politely saying when you get in, sorry, I'd like to sit in silence for a bit, you click a button on your phone before you get in and you never speak to them your entire time in their car. Like, we literally don't have to do anything we don't want to do. And like, this is why we don't know how to have healthy conflict in our lives. And we're so sensitive about the tiniest things. Like we have put ourselves in these cushy little bubbles that no one can infiltrate. And it's all about our comfort. And technology makes that so much easier and enables that comfort. And that's something that I thought a lot about with the boys is how do I teach them to have grit? Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard that TED talk by Angela Duckworth? Yes. Yeah. That like grit is the greatest predictor of success in high school students. And so how do I teach my kids to push past discomfort if I'm not even willing to push past it sometimes? Yes. 
it's the technology that enables it, but it's also the consumerism that drives it. And all of these factors together have created basically like those people on the end of the Disney movie Wally, the people that are all in their like jazzy scooters with their big gulps. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? They're eating their burgers, popping them in the mouth, yeah. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like they're on a cruise ship. Yeah. Yep. That's us. <laughs> it us, Jen. We told you this episode was going to be slightly depressing and a bit optimistic. (laughs) So shall we get to the optimistic part and talk about what we're looking forward to? Let's do it. So now we get to look forward to the month ahead. What are you looking forward to? Well, you and I have an important anniversary coming up in... It's our anniversary. In December. Beginning of December. I can't believe it. Like, I honestly thought the other day, I can't believe we've been doing this for almost a year. Almost a whole Thank you guys year. so much. Like, honestly, it's so fun. We love, love, love doing this. So how are we going to celebrate? Well, for our anniversary episode, which will be the very beginning of December, we would love for you guys to submit questions that we can answer about anything and ask us anything episode. Mm-hmm. It can be something about faith and culture and society and politics. It can be, hey... Do you wear Tampax or organic tampons? <laughs> That's what the people want the to know. The people want to know. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> if you would like advice that we will not be qualified to answer, but we'll definitely try. I mean, most of all, we don't have answers as much as we have mini rages that we can enjoy with you. Like, we will rage with you in this episode. And we want you to rage with us. Yes. So, Please. right now, you got to slide into those DMs. Yes, that's the best way to get in touch with us. Go on Instagram at The Morning Range and DM us your questions. We're really excited about this. And the next couple months of episodes are going to be very fun and I think uplifting. Yes? Yes. We've spent most of this year of the podcast talking about the rage inside of us and sort of deconstructing and picking apart issues and how we feel about issues in society, culture, politics, faith. And for the next two months, we want to focus on being free to flourish, free and flourishing. Yes. Like how do we flourish in these last month leading up to the new year? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's it, guys. That's what we're going to be talking about. I'm ready to flourish. I'm really, I'm ready for it. So those are things that we're looking forward to. Yes, very much so. We're giving you two full months to submit questions. Yeah. DM us. You guys, we're sorry if we depressed you, <laughs> but as you know, <laughs> We truly feel that life is too short to stay silent. Thank you for raging with us.